to Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub, episode 40, where we're going to hang out, smoke cigars, and after that, your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, well, you know, guessing's good sometimes. There you go. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good, brother. Actually, no, I'm not going to lie on this one, because uh, actually, I never do lie, because I'm usually doing really good. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, we were talking before we went on this thing, man, and, and yeah. I think uh, you and I are kind of in a in a somber state we're both kind of uh you know at least i'll speak for myself man just mentally struggling a little bit man going through some stuff and and uh you know i I think it's great that we're here together man we're getting the fellowship together and come together uh tomorrow while we're recording this on a wednesday night so tomorrow is my birthday Mm -hmm. and uh normally that's a really cool thing to celebrate and Listen, I'm still celebrating. I'm still excited yep. because I didn't think I'd make it this far. So I consider myself in bonus round right now. There you uh, go. But uh, <laughs> just, you know, just life, dude. But other than that, you know what, man? I, I got to say, at the end of the day, when I look at the grand scheme of things and everything that God's provided, I am very blessed. I'm very happy. And, uh, you know, we push forward, dude. We move on. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, it's been an interesting week. Uh, for those that have listened the last few weeks mentioned, and I didn't want to go into detail into how long it was going to be the university, um, that I've been employed with for the last three, almost four years, uh, put me on a furlough. It was set to be, I'll just put it out there. It was set to be an eight week furlough. I got called, uh, Friday of last week. So almost one week into furlough and told that effective October 2nd, uh, which will actually be the day after this airs, um, I will no longer have a job and they're dissolving my position. So it's been needless to say an interesting, uh, interesting last week or so. Um, God has really provided for myself, my wife, our boys, and I'm not worried about that. Um, but the industry that I've worked in for the last 20 years is dead right now because it's the event industry. And I've just been talking to a lot of people that have been having challenges and can't find work and, I mean, not able to make their mortgage payments and just different things. And it just sucks. And I I can empathize because I technically am unemployed right now. Uh, but I also look back and and look and realize how extremely blessed Aaron and the boys, uh, it, me, Aaron and the boys are. Because Aaron, the boys uh, and I. I did that on purpose because I knew you'd correct me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I realize how blessed we are because yeah. of selling the townhouse, because of listening to the nudging of the Holy Spirit to say, keep some back, save it and do all that. So we're we're in a good spot. I don't want to make it sound like it's all rainbows and butterflies and things are magical and we're independently wealthy and who cares? I don't need a job because that's not the reality of it. But we're we're okay. And, and, and it is what it is. And I'm going to choose to look at it positively, knowing that God, God knows what's going to happen. God knew this was going to happen. And I don't want to be anywhere other than in his will and where he's leading and guiding. And that's going to be my mindset. Well, it needs to be. And I think that's the beauty of uh, having faith. And um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's so often that, you know, when God is mentioned, people take that straight to religion and to the church, which is, you know, the building, what we see the church as today. 
And that's not when, when, when you and I mention God, it's not the church, it's not the building, no. it's not the pastor or the people that are within the church. Uh, it's, it's the faith. It's what's mm-hmm. in our hearts. It's who we choose to listen to. It's uh, the relationship to, with Christ. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so much more. I love it because we've got 12 of us to get together every Wednesday night just before we do, before I come on into the studio to record. And actually half the time I'm late um, because Tim's sitting here going like, hey, dude, you showing up sometime? And I'm like, yeah, we got, you know, a brother on the other side of that wall right there that's, uh, you know, dealing with some stuff and we're getting to be there for him. And, you know, that's the church, man. That's the true heart of the church and what the Bible intended the church to be, what God intended the church to be is two or more coming together before Christ. And um, so I think I think it's just awesome, man. And I and I feel that way when we get together on Wednesday nights, man. I feel like to me, like this is the church. And we we joke, we laugh, we have fun, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about it because the church doesn't have to be all square. It can no. be fun. And something you were saying earlier, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about it's not funny, it's kind of excuse my French, but fucked up. But it's funny at the same time because uh there's one of my favorite movies that reminds me of a time in my life. Uh it's called Fun with Dick and Jane. <laughs> Have you seen this movie? Yes. Okay. So it's got uh, Jim Carrey, and I, I don't know the lady's name. I don't really care. Uh, but I just know Jim, Jim Carrey's in it, and he, he's you know got this position. He gets you know promoted to the whatever, to the 14th floor or whatever it is. You know, like nobody goes to that floor, right? Yeah. And Jack McAllister's basically tanking the company, sold all the stock, and you know, but he doesn't know it. He became the fall guy, and everybody got fired. Like, he comes in the next day, they're like, there's – fires going at the desks and everything's being shredded and all this stuff. Right. And then like he gets an opportunity to go interview and he goes to the interview and there's like a line out the freaking door of people because everybody got shit canned in that town. And so they're all going for the same interview and it's like, and then like before he knows it, his lawn's getting repoed and all this kinds of stuff. Right. And then they decided yeah. to like rob a store and he's all excited because he stole the slushy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of a time in my life with my wife and I, where it's like, I'm ready to go steal a slushy. Like I'm ready just to like take care of this shit and do it on my own. You know, there's a kid jumping on the television, you know, how would I watch my Telemundo? And uh, you remember all this, right? Oh yeah. So it's funny because I was looking at Facebook today and I saw like the video of you, like the time-lapse of you digging up the backyard. (laughs) And then you're talking about you're in this industry that's just gotten completely just raked over the coals, man. And like every single person is getting canned right now and they're looking for a position in the same industry they've been a part of for 20 years. And it's like, holy crap, are they going to come repo your lawn, dude? Like. (laughs) Oh, they're going to get a couple bags of seed because that's all the lawn is right now. Yeah, right. And like you're gonna have a hole in the ground where your jacuzzi is supposed to go in your pool, and you're gonna be like sitting in the dirt, you know. And I, I just know we're gonna have a Wednesday night recording that you're gonna be covered in dirt because you're stealing all the neighbor's lawn to make your wife happy, and she's gonna wake up with the the, the dirty handprints on her boobs. Um, <laughs> so if you remember that part of the movie, man. But uh, I, I watch that movie periodically because it's like, man, I remember that part in, in my life, and it, and it's interesting for me because. I look at my time in life now, and it wasn't that long ago that we went through another just financial difficulty and situation. The difference was I didn't feel like this time I had to go out and rob a bank. I yeah. trusted that I was learning to put my trust in God at that time, and and I grew up in the church. So it's not like this is something new to me. I actually mm-hmm. hated the church. I despised God because 
of what the church was because yeah. of the building and the people within the building, the hypocrites, the freaking all the crap, dude. It just drove me nuts. And so, of course, it's God and I freaking hate him. But then I started to understand who God was and who he was there for me if I would just let him in. And I no yeah. longer had to worry about it. And guess what? Amazing things came from it. Mm -hmm. Amazing relationships. Cigar Mechanic was born and you and I got to meet. I'm meeting so many mm -hmm. other people. Started the Bible study. Our men's group. I hate calling it Bible study because we don't just sit there and freaking thump ourselves to the Bible. But it's like all these great things came from that same fun with Dick and Jane moment. The difference mm -hmm. was I had God. Yeah. And, and this season has already been different than other seasons. And I mean, without getting too personal, this is the third time that I've been employed by a company that's gone through reductions and layoffs and different things like that. I, I wasn't a victim of it all three times at each of the three companies, but two of the three companies I was. Uh, and, and so sadly I'm not, unaccustomed to what this is like but this one <laughs> this one feels different because there's yeah. a different level of of um, <clears throat> being in tune and i'm not going to pretend that i'm the most spiritual amazing yeah i'm a pastor's kid i've been to church my whole life blah 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 but i i was more aaron and i both were more spiritually in tune and listening to the nudging of the holy spirit this time uh, then we, especially fin financially than we were in the last one, when I got let go from another company, I had dreams the four nights leading up to the day I got paper job terminated. Three of those four nights, I had dreams I was being let go. God clearly spoke. I knew exactly what was going on, but it was a much less um, stable season of life than yeah. we are right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for it because we have both of our boys now. We didn't have either of our boys then. We've got both our boys now, and uh, it's it's just much more comforting. And hey, I got to do things, or I get to do things now. Like even though I'm being paid this week and next week by the university as sort of a you know last the least we owe you kind of a thing, <laughs> I got I got paid to go golf and smoke cigars yesterday with my father-in-law and brother-in-law, and I can't complain about that because that that no. was a good day. And then I got to come home and hang out with the family, and that was a good thing. That was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, it's beautiful when you can see those times that come into life that, like, you can it, – It's a, it, I think it's so, so amazing because you can look at this and you can get down about it and just hate on yourself for it and hate the situation and everything that's going on and focus on all the negative crap and, oh, shit, how are we going to make it? How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? It's going to chew into this that we've we're worked so hard for. It's going to you – know, all these things. And, yeah, we can sit there and just beat up and beat up and beat up about all this stuff. But, like, what is the great stuff coming from it? And mm -hmm. what's there? And if you if you notice something, I mean, let's just let's for a second, uh, let's you and I pretend God doesn't exist, and we're just going to look at the world, and we're going to say, okay, everybody just works hard, and we become, and this is all us, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So so for those of you that listen that don't believe in God, you know, listen, that's your choice. I don't I don't judge you for that. Mm -hmm. um, so this is for you. Uh, we look at go look in history, and and our world right now is going through some some stuff. We can say, yep, thugging political. We're going through some stuff. Okay. Yep. Every time, especially here in the U S that we've gone through some stuff, the worst of the stuff, so much greatness came out of it. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, some of our largest corporations and companies today were born from some of the worst times in history. And so 
it's amazing to see how if you just push through, you persevere, you keep your eyes open, you keep your heart open, you allow opportunities to come from bad things, mm-hmm. great things happen. A lot of times a forest burns down, not so that it cannot exist anymore, so that it can come back and grow stronger. Yep. And this may be a time that the forest is burning down, but you know that there's strength coming. You know the rains are coming. You know that a a pine cone needs to burn to spread the seeds. You know, those things happen, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's seeds being spread. Things are happening. Stuff's going to be great that's going to come out of this. We just all need to come together, persevere and pursue. Now I'm going to take it a step further. I get excited because I have faith. Mm -hmm. I have my father up in heaven. I believe in God. That's my belief. That's where I'm at. Tim, you and I are on the same page with that. And I love that because that gives me so much more comfort knowing that I've got a father upstairs that loves me, that takes care of me, that loves the world and takes care of the world. And I think the only difference is those that choose to let him in versus those that choose to fight him. Yeah. That's where the big difference comes because I see so many people that they just constantly struggle through life and it's just, everything's crap and everything's junk and everything's this, that, and the other thing. Well, it's going to be that way when you're alone trying to fight these things on your own. But when you have somebody to trust in, that's going to be there to hold your hand and to help, and I'm not talking about somebody physically because that's always great. That's mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. But I just know that at the end of the day that things are going to be okay. I know I'm going to be taken care of. And I'll tell you this. I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, I said to him, I said, I could lose my home. I could lose everything that I have. But I still have my family. Mm-hmm. I can lose my family. But I still got my faith with God. Yeah. That's the one thing that can never be taken from me. That is a choice of me to give that up. My family can be taken from me, my cars, my house, my business, everything that I have. I could be eating out of a McDonald's dumpster all by myself. And you know what? I've met people that are like that Mm -hmm. and they still have their faith in God. Yeah. And those people are insane because they inspire the living crap out of you. You're eating out of a dumpster behind a McDonald's and you're freaking smiling and you're still praising God. And you've what got is crazy joy. Yeah, yeah. And they've got crazy joy that you just, you don't yeah. understand. And the world will look at and go, Oh yeah, you've, you've truly lost your mind. No, they yeah. have all that matters. God's providing for them and they're joyful about it. That's it. Where's your God now? Yeah. That's what they get asked. Where's your God now? And they go where he's always been. In these right french fries. Yeah. I'm eating, aren't I? I'm alive, aren't I? I have my faith, don't I? I'm loved, aren't I? Mm-hmm. What more do I need? Yep. And like I look at that and I go, holy crap, that's amazing, man. Now, do I appreciate the things I have? <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. do, man. I appreciate the opportunities to take a car and go drive somewhere. I appreciate the opportunities to be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to. You know, I, I just I just booked a flight. Actually, I didn't book the flight. Michael Wells, little guy cigar shop. I gave him my credit card and I said, "Hey, <laughs> I just book a flight, dude. Like we're going to the same place together. Just one of us book it, and it's better you because you're more organized than I am. Because yeah. uh, I'll book a flight three weeks after I'm supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> about how I do shipping, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it was, I felt blessed because it's like I was talking to a couple guys tonight, and they go, well, "You know, if I can ask, how much is a flight? Did you find a good deal?" And I said, "I don't know." 
I, I have no idea. I just know I'm going to get there yep. because I know I need to be there. And like, what a blessing, man. Like, I don't want that. I certainly don't want that to change, but God no. may have a plan for that to change. And that's okay. Yep. Yep. So, well, I, I know what all that. <laughs> there you go. But I, I got to go golfing yesterday with my father-in-law yeah. and my brother-in-law and it was a great time. And we, we attempted to play golf well and, and we attempted, um, and my brother-in-law actually is a, a pretty proficient golfer. I make him look good and he makes me not look good, but it's all good. Um, but <laughs> got to hang out, uh, had some cigars. I had one from, uh, Dapper cigars. I had the, uh, Dapper Kubo Connecticut, which was good. Or maybe they called the Claro. I don't know. Uh, had that, but my brother-in-law, uh, wait, who, is that the one from the luxury cigar club? Uh, yes. Yeah. That was in the box, right? Yes, it was in the box from Luxury Cigar Club, um, okay. and it was good. It was a really good cigar. See, uh, I didn't like and... What's that? I didn't like mine. Oh, you didn't like yours? I did not like it at all. And it's not—it's nothing against Luxury Cigar Club. I love those guys and no, those yeah. five cigars. Uh, I I did not like it. It wasn't for you. See, and I, I enjoyed not. it. It was a little more uh, bitter, grassy than I yeah. prefer in a Connecticut, but it yeah. wasn't bad. Um, and, and so I enjoyed it and it just passed the time while we were golfing. I didn't sit and pay a ton of attention to it, but it was good for me. I enjoyed it. But my brother-in-law, I, it's become customary now we've gone golfing quite a few times, the three of us, and I have the cigars. So I show up and I bring the cigars. My brother-in-law pays for lunch for all of us. My father-in-law pays for the golf. I bring cigars and it's all, it's all fun. And, uh, yeah, right. And, and my brother-in-law was like, Hey Tim, you know, what do you got? And I go, I've got this one. I've got that one. You know, I had a few different ones. Um, and, uh, and I go, but I've got one from, uh, Kohimar and I've got the vanilla one. So it's what I think years ago was called the Kojimar blue moon, which was the vanilla flavored one that now is just the Kojimar vanilla. Uh, and it's the torpedo. And, uh, and I said, Hey, why don't you check it out? And he, when he was in high school and college was into hookah and was into all those different things. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring a vanilla one. Cause I think it's going to be right up his alley. Yeah, that dude sure. sucked that thing down and loved it. it was like, dude, where did you get these? And I was like, Oh, I bought them, you know, these different things and told him. And he was like, man, that was a really good one. And I was like, ah, I got more at home. So, you know, I enjoyed them when I'm working in the yard and doing different things, yeah. but it was just fun getting to hang out and golf and enjoy, you know, good cigars and, uh, you know, just take my mind off of everything that's been going on. Not that it's been down in the dumps, but you know, life is life, whether it's jobs, whether it's, you know, car issues. We were talking before my wife's water pump is going out and it's groaning and it is what it is. I can yeah. choose to sit here and go, man, life sucks. I'm being laid off. I don't have a job in my industry. My wife's car needs a new water pump and wah, 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 me, 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 why, why, why? Or I could sit right. back and go, Wow, look what you've done for me and my family, God. Yep. Look how I have a car that needs to get the water pump replaced. Look how yep. I have a backup car. Look at how we have a house. We have a place that we get to live. And I choose to look at it that way. And too often in life, even in the busyness, we'll look and we'll get to our house and we'll go, oh, I wish the house had this instead. Or I wish the house had that. When if the house was taken away, we'd all look and we'd go, I just wish I had a house. Yeah. I just wish I had a place. So yeah. it, it's all in, I'll take it back to Monty Python, life of Brian. Always oh, look please. on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Yes. But I just, 
I choose. There was a phrase that went around churches and all of that for, I don't know, quite a few months back a couple of years ago. It was choose joy. I'm going to choose joy. And yeah. when I choose joy, I live in the spirit. And am I the happiest all day long with the circumstances? No, I'd be lying to everybody if I said I was. Yeah. Um, am I the greatest dad at times? No, I'm not. And I need to work on that. Am I the greatest husband at all times? No. But do I have the ability to get up every day and try and fix that? Yes. Yep. And that's my goal. And that's what I... Uh, that's what I need to work on. That's what I'm going to work on. And I think part of God's intention with the season that I'm going through is for me to have the time for me to have the time that made a lot of grammatical sense is intentionally for me to have time to work on those things, to spend time with my boys, to do homework with my boys and to take care of those kinds of activities with them, be a better husband. And, uh, and I look forward to, hopefully improving in those areas and looking back and going, yeah, I was unemployed. Yeah, this happened. Yeah, that happened. But look at the difference in my family. Look at the right. quality of our relationship now. And, and that's how I'm going to look at it um, because that's just how I feel like looking at it. Well, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I look back a couple of podcasts ago when this whole horse thing started in my family, right? That we, uh-huh. we got this person did the whole thing. Well, that horse has multiplied. It's now three horses. And um, I thought it was a horse, not a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, well, they multiply apparently and uh, turn into other old horses. But uh, there's now three of them out there. And it's funny because the other day, you know, and you know me, I've just been so like, ugh, really? I mean, just I get like this, you know, here we go. And uh, my wife texts me the other day and she says, hey, are you going to be home this afternoon? And I said, no. Um, which is not an uncommon response for me, right? And, right. Yeah, and she's like, okay, well, you know, what's, what do you, what do you, I think she asked me, like, what do I have going on? And I said, oh, I'm headed out to the ranch right now with my youngest daughter, Nohea. And she texts back, she goes, what did she do to convince you to go? <laughs> and I was just like, I was offended. <laughs> you mean I don't want to spend time with our daughter? What all do you mean? I am ecstatic to be doing this. I am so happy. I've been ecstatic about this horse since the day one it showed up. Like yeah. chipper old me, there's a horse here, you know. Like mm-hmm. and uh, and I and it was funny because I responded to her and I don't think she was expecting this, but I said, "Oh no, she didn't ask me. I asked her if she wanted me to take her." And like there was a moment of silence, and I can I, I think I, I really could like envision my wife like restarting her phone. Uh, to have the text reload to make sure that that was actually something I wrote. Who did you um, have respond for you? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> can you FaceTime? Who's there with you? Uh, it, and it was just really neat because it was like it was one of those opportunities to say, "Hey, you know what? Like, it's a horse, and that's something that makes my daughter happy." There you go. And it's an opportunity for me to relate with her, for me to to chase her heart and let her know that she is valuable. And so I said, baby girl, I, uh, let's go out to the horse. Do you want to go check it out, take care of them, feed them, you know, do everything. At, at this point, I was not aware that there was three of them, by the way. Um, so I was in for a, a, a rude surprise when I got there and she's introducing me to all these freaking horses. Here's Larry, yeah. here's Mo, and here's Curly. <laughs> yeah, that's really what they do. It's like Rambo and something else and Scooter. Uh, I don't remember the, the middle one, what its name was. Yeah. And, and I'm just looking at this going, Ugh. now you got to remember when I was like 
13, 14, a horse fell on me, stepped on my almost face, got killed. on my leg. Yeah, I, 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 by all means, I should be dead. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of horses, but I haven't been back on one since then. And I'm, I'm, I'm extremely cautious and slightly nervous when I get around this thing that can kill me. I, I, I feel like I, I escaped it once. Like, I, do I really need to go and like you attempt fate again? again? Yeah. Do I, do I need to walk around the backside of this thing that could freaking clobber me? And, you know, I'm okay getting punched in the head, not by a horse. No. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I see my daughter in there. She's 11 years old. She can't even barely reach the back of Rambo, which is her horse, mm-hmm. to brush him. I see her struggling to brush him, and she's doing this. Like, she's brushing his tail. She's taking care of him. And then I see her go to the other side of the horse and he's kind of up against the back of the stall. And I see her just put her shoulder into this horse and shove the horse to the side. This is my 11 year old little daughter. And this horse moves because of the weight that she puts into it. And, she, and because of the love and the care and the horse can feel that. Well, and, and right? she weighs like 90 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot to her. And, uh-huh. um, and, and listen, I mean, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, bigger guy and and my wife you know like we're, we're just we're just bigger people so like you know my my kid's not small for an 11 year old but she's not mm-hmm. big either right and she pushes the horse over and he moves to the side and she's like just shoving this horse around and then she reaches down and grabs and like comes down the back of the leg leans into the horse on the front and comes on the back of the leg and grabs a little hair right down by the by the the last like you know wrist of the horse and the foot and picks up the hoof and throws it on her knee and starts cleaning out the hoof of this freaking beast. And I'm just going like, I'm on the other side of the wall, like chicken shit over here on the other side of the wall. <laughs> My daughter's in there just shoving this freaking thing around. And I'm like, okay, I can go in there. So I went in there and as she's cleaning the hoof, I'm brushing the back. And like, we really got this cool bonding moment. Mm-hmm. And I got this picture of her coming out of the stable with the horse, taking him for a walk. That was an awesome shot. Wasn't that great? That that is a frameworthy like daddy daughter memory for the record books. Yeah, and I'm just like, what, what is happening here? Like, I understand horses. I grew up around them. I get it. But like, I've been away from it for so long. And then I see my 11 year old, and this is something I would have missed out on if I stuck to my guns and was continuing to be just, you know, father of the year by saying screw this horse, mm-hmm. and. Not literally. Uh, and and I'm watching her walk the <laughs> I just don't want somebody translating that wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, there's some sick minds that listen to the show. Uh, and, and, and I'm watching her walk this horse around and like take him just for a walk. And like she walks up to the horse and like boop on the nose. And like, I'm just like, what are you doing, kid? But like the horses just felt so comfortable with her. She gets the food ready, man. She cleans the hooves. She does the brushing. She does the thing with the other thing and all this stuff. And I'm like, what a blessing to be able to have the time to spend that with her. And it was like, it was one of those moments when I looked at it and said, everything could go away right now. Mm. And I have this moment. What do I have to be down about? Yeah. What do I have to be down about? And it's like, from that, I looked at it and said, no matter what, there's always a silver lining. There's always beauty to be seen. 
And so often we just clog our brains with the negativity and the dark clouds that we don't allow ourselves. Hear me on this. We don't allow ourselves to see the beauty in things. Mm-hmm. That to me was like, bing. like I've always known that. Right. And this little like freaking Edison bulb went off, dude. Like, and, and it's funny. It's an Edison bulb because it took a thousand of them to find one that worked. And it was all, and it comes on. And it may have just been dim because I, I don't feel like I get a lot of bright light bulbs in my life. But I, I'm just not <laughs> that intelligent. And this dim little light bulb goes, goes on enough for me to light it up and go, holy crap, I have everything. Yeah. Because I have this moment right here. How freaking cool, dude. And it had nothing to do with the horse. That was just a catalyst to show me the emotion that was behind this. And you and I were talking before this, man, I'm going through some struggles right now. Like I said, it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm supposed to be on the side of the lake fishing with my dad. (laughs) That's something that I've always done. Mm -hmm. And there's a situation right now that my dad is just, I don't know if he's getting Alzheimer's. I don't know what's going on with the guy. Like he's just freaking losing his mind or something. I don't, I'm really not sure. And I, I listen, I'll never stop loving my dad. I love him to bits. Yeah. But we're going through this cycle, and we're back at this point in the cycle again. And and I need to break this cycle, and and I I want to be just so mad and so depressed and so frustrated about tomorrow because I will not be on the side of the lake fishing with my dad because of his decision. And does that hurt? It absolutely does. Yeah. But you know what? I get to see that and say, I will never do that to my children. Yeah. I was doing that to my daughter with this horse. <clears throat> hmm. And I cannot do that. I'm going to freaking cry. I cannot do that for my daughters. No. I need to have that time with them. I need to take this example that I got from my family and from the way that I was that I was raised, which was the perfect white picket fence in the rich part of town and we looked great and beautiful and perfect, but it was a disaster inside. Um and, and I can't take that and harbor it and say, that's how my life is supposed to be. I need to take that and say, how do I change this generational sin to be better for my children so that they can be better for theirs? Yeah. My, my that's oldest, what that horse was about, dude. And that's, uh, it's beautiful because it, there are lessons in areas that we don't expect lessons to be. I mean, right. My oldest brother and I had a great conversation a couple weeks ago, uh, not hashing anything out, but just there was a situation that happened with one of my sons when he was at the house. Nothing negative, nothing bad, nothing at all. It's just relaying how my nine-year-old interpreted the situation, what happened. And it led down the road to a really good conversation because we were raised in a very traditional, conservative Christian home. And uh, my brother shared with me, he goes... I had to realize, he goes, and kudos to you because you're doing it younger than I realized this because he's six years older than me. And I guess he went through this just a couple of years ago. He goes, I had to realize that always looking back and going, well, mom and dad did this. So that's why I think this way. He goes, and as long as I kept pointing back to, well, mom and dad did, it took away from what am I going to do? Right. And, Isn't that crazy? and, and, and it hit me like, a ton of bricks because in my own house, I've been doing the same thing. 
well, I was raised this way. You were raised that way. Neither of them are right. Neither of them are wrong. It's just how we right. were raised. We just need to find our own way. And I've realized that that statement is full of errors as opposed to going, how do you want to navigate this? How do I want to navigate this with no preconceived notions, no context of, well, your parents or my parents, or they did this or they didn't do that. How do we want to do it? Right. <clears throat> and, and it, it, it caught me by surprise with how much weight that carried when my brother yeah. said that, because I realized I have been stuck in that same uh, trajectory and that same pattern that yep. he's been in. And I realized, and I'm going to take it back to when I've discipled a couple different groups of guys through John 15 and I am the vine, he, you know, he is the branches, you know, and going through that whole thing of learning to depend and abide in God. Um, and one of the guys that I was discipling in the group at the time had this massive awakening one week, which was an amazing thing. And he said, Tim, I realized I am the only variable to my life and my walks success when it comes yep. to trusting God. And I looked at him and, and I won't say his name, but I looked at him and I said, you absolutely nailed it. You, you, you have, you have grabbed the concept of this. You are the only variable to your walk with Christ's level of intimacy in knowing him or the level of apathy towards wanting to have a relationship with him. And when we can get to a point in life where we realize that we are the only variable to our outlook, to how we raise our kids, to how we interact with our wife, if you're not married and don't have kids, to how you interact with family members, parents, siblings, friends, whatever mm -hmm. it is, we are the only variable as to a positive outcome. There are challenges, there are things that happen, or yep. a negative outcome in how we choose to approach it and navigate every situation. We can choose to be down on the dumps or we can choose to be positive. We can choose to say everything is everybody else's fault or we can own up to our own mistakes and put away our pride and go, no, I screwed up. And I can tell you, and I know you've had these times with one of your daughters where there are times where I've had to sit with both of my boys separately because I have screwed up and said, I messed up. And I would much yep. rather go to them and say, I messed up so they can have an example of somebody who is willing to say they did something wrong than to teach them what society or to reinforce what society is teaching them that everything is everybody else's fault. And I mean, my oldest son, Micah, he's nine years old. He's going to be 10 next month. He's reading the Diary of the Wimpy Kid books. He loves the books. And the books are all about really what happens being everybody else's fault. He's the wimpy kid, but it's your fault because you bullied me. It's your fault because you did this. It's your fault because this happened. And I got to have a really good conversation with him and say, now, does this happen in the books? He goes, well, yeah. And he blames other people and he does that. And I said, but what's reality? What are we supposed to do? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, aren't there times where he should take responsibility for what he's done, you know, wrong to other people? And he goes, yeah. And I said, that's what I want you to remember when reading these. Don't read these as this is how I'm supposed to act. Read right. these as what can I learn from this of maybe positives in it, but also ways that I don't want to act, I said. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to take away from not only the books, but from life. And it's my job to help you see those things. And I'm not always going to do it right. right. There are times where I will mess it up and I will come to you and I will say, I'm sorry. And that's just how it goes. But we've got to be able 
I feel like this podcast is so heavy than, you know, compared to what other ones are, but we, we have to be able, <laughs> we've got to be able to, and I'm talking to myself when I'm saying all these things, we've got to be able to realize that we don't get to act a certain way just because we feel like it. We don't right. get to treat others a certain way because of things out of their control that they had nothing to do with, but it gets taken out on them. And I've been right. doing that lately. I mean, there, there's there's yeah. no two ways around it with life and what's been going on. Working in my yard and demolishing it and digging trenches and doing all those different things has been my my escape, my way to get out frustration and, and process and talk to God and listen to worship music in my headphones and do all those different things. But it hasn't been enough of a difference yet to change how I interact with the people that, when you ask me, truly mean more to me than anything else in this world. Right. And I have to make that change. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's it's so important to have people in your life that are going to push you to become better. And I was talking with my brothers tonight, um, you know, my brothers in Christ here. Uh, and I told them, I said, they said, what are you doing tomorrow for your birthday? And I said, I, I really don't know. And my wife suggested I go fishing up at Lynx Lake. And I said, I'm not going to replace that with where I should be yeah. in my heart. And um, so I told my brothers, I said, hey, man, you know what? Let's just go up and drink some beers up in Prescott. And so we're getting together. One of the guys is calling. He's going to get out of work early. Actually, a couple of guys are getting out of work early. Um, they're just letting the guys know, Hey, I've got to, I've got to leave. And I think right now there's five of us, um, brothers in Christ are going to go up to Prescott, dude. And we're going to sit on the back patio. We're going to drink beers and we're going to smoke cigars. And I am not driving home because I'm probably gonna have a couple more, uh, than everybody else, but <laughs> right, so. that's, okay. that's okay because I'm not going up there to, I'm not going up there to get drunk and avoid <clears throat> the emotions. I, I would be willing to bet that if we get up there at three o'clock by five or six o'clock, I'm probably going to be in tears dealing with what's going on. Um, and just the emotions of it, uh, because I just, I need that. And listen, I'll tell you like this situation in my life, dude, like right now I've not hidden from my kids. Uh, we actually sat the kids down and mm-hmm. my, both my daughters and my wife, uh, my wife and I got on the same page. Um, uh, and then we sat the kids down and we said, Hey, listen, you both have your own cell phones. Um, you have the availability to call, talk to grandpa, you have availability to talk to, you know, whoever else is involved. All we ask is that if they ask about us, you don't, you know, you don't speak on us. Mm-hmm. We're, that's, that's not your place to speak on, but I'm not going to tell you that just because I'm taking a break from conversations at this point, um, I'm not going to tell you that you can't have that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think so often that like, it's one thing if they were six years old. Yes. It's whole another thing with just the the maturity that my children have is insane yep and uh, i it's 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 beyond me where they get it from it must be from their mother because uh, it's certainly not from this guy uh but uh and i say that in joking because i know it's from both of us and I, yeah. I, I i know god's put me through a lot of things in life that have been able to be a better father um I just took a while to get there and giving them that opportunity to make those decisions themselves, I think has been one of the great things. And we've never hidden anything. When we were through financial troubles, there was a time that my, my youngest, or actually both my daughters had money saved and they were like, here, take this money. Hmm. Uh, you know, this, this little kid that's saving money for Disneyland says, Hey, take this money 
or hey, you know what? It's okay if we don't do a big birthday party this year. I know that we're going through tough times. Yeah. To have like a nine-year-old say that to you or an 11-year-old say that to you. That's huge. Is it's just it's beyond it's beyond wisdom, man. It's like it's just it's this big thing, and you're just going like, where did that come from? Where where did that come from? And I look at that and I go, man, when I was that age, would I have said, no, I'm buying baseball cards. Screw you guys. You're the one that's supposed to be making it. I probably would have said that. Yeah, I want to go get my jawbreakers, fireball candies, and baseball ice cream. Yeah, so it was uh, it, it was just so neat to have that, to see the family dynamic and to see that change and what's coming from it. I, I just I, I feel so, so blessed, man. It's in freaking sane. And I, I got to say, it's just it, there, there is no answer other than God. I mean, I've got I've, I've just got such an amazing family because of that. And listen, if you don't have if you don't have kids, you don't have a wife or anything like that, like look at the people you have in your life. And if here's something for me, I started looking at the people I had in my life and I realized that my family was falling apart years and years and years ago. And the people that I had that I called friends were not people pushing me to be better. They were dragging me down into the pits of hell. And I had to dump all of those people and God brought some amazing people. And I didn't know it at the point at that time, but I, I didn't realize that I was giving something to God. I was saying, okay, make something different happen here. Yeah. And I, it wasn't a conscious decision. Like I'm going towards God, but like it freed up this, like it created this void in my life of, of people and the, the people that flooded into there, like I can't picture one single person I associate with that I can do anything that I did before hmm. that would be accepting of that. Not one. And you know, usually like, and maybe I'm the guy that's the bad influencer in the group. Cause usually every group has one. And if I don't have like the bad influencer in the group, that, that probably means it's me. But like, I can't picture one person in there that I would say, Hey, I'm going to go do X, Y, Z. And they're going to say, I'm right there with you. As a matter of fact, I know the guy to go see for that. Yeah. Um, it's it's just such a blessing, dude, and it's turned my life around, which turned my family around, which made things so freaking awesome. And yeah, there's difficulties with my father and all this stuff going on right now, but I tell you this: my dad fought and fought and fought for me to go to this camp in California, and I finally went to fix him. And I didn't realize what it was doing was fixing me and my relationship with my oldest daughter, and yep. my relationship with my wife, and my relationship with my youngest, bringing me closer to my brothers. And I went there to fix him. And I'll tell you, like, I think I've told the story a little bit before, but like, it was a simple feather that changed everything in my life. Yep. A stupid feather. Like I got, I didn't get hit by a ton of bricks. I got hit by a ton of feathers. Yeah. It weighs the same. Right. But it was still a feather. And like, I still, I have that feather framed and I, I, it's this most amazing thing because like I got everything back and it wasn't because of me. So I guess I should rephrase that. I didn't get everything back. I was given everything. Because you let go. Because I let go. And he had all that for me. It was always there. And I was given everything. Yeah. And I was just like, holy crap, dude. It just freaking blew my mind. Like looking back and we don't ever know, like half the time you're in that situation, you go, I'm here. This sucks. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. get me out of here. I hate this. And then you get to the tail end of it and you look back and you go, oh, that's why I look at it like Ikea furniture, right? Like that stuff sucks to put together. 
and there's always leftover pieces. Yeah, or you need more. That's the worst. And, yeah. And like, but then when it's all said and done, you've got this really cool room of furniture, and you went through hell trying to translate these like pictograms to figure out which screw that looks like a dowel goes into what hole. It's they're a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like doing three puzzles at the same time with missing pieces. It's just not fun. No. But then you get to the end of it and you lay in that bed and you look at your nightstand or you look at the stuff that's in your room and you know, the things that you have and you're just kind of go, oh, this feels good. Yeah. That's how I feel like. I feel like like so often we go through the Ikea furniture of life and it's just like, <laughs> it's just shit. And then sometimes it feels like it all falls apart. But, you know, you can go back to Ikea, get another piece, go through some hell and you've got a beautiful piece again. And it was probably time for a change anyways. So like I feel like I just like I feel like life is like IKEA. Turkey burger deer Uh maybe God's But I will tell you the stopping and getting a good meal at IKEA is always a good thing. Bro, the free breakfast for the kids? Poo, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that, dude. Nope. And I'm sure there's an analogy there. I just it's not coming to me right now. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> But you, you th- I mean, I just I, like I look. I was I was thinking about that the other day. It's like life is, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. No, it's like IKEA furniture store, dude. Like you go through, you see these beautiful things. Oh, this is gonna be easy. I'm gonna buy this box. It's gonna fall together, and you like went through these aisles, and you get lost in the store, and you're trying to find yeah. the thing later, and it, it's a freaking mess, and it's a nightmare. But you had a good time doing it because your belly's full, but you don't feel overstuffed because you know you only got five Swedish meatballs when you would have eaten ten. You know all those types of things, right? And 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 then the the juice. What is that? The uh, the lingonberry juice. Mm. Uh, you know, which is just so damn good. <laughs> and then you, then you get home and like you think you're gonna cut open the box and it's gonna go boop and it's all gonna be a place and it's not. Uh, and you hate it and you fight it all the way through, but you get done and you look and you go, "That's what I pictured. That's what I wanted." And it took and it a challenge, worth- and it was worth it, and it was yeah. all worth it. And yeah. You know, look, everybody that's that's watching or listening to this, we've said it before, this is real life. Sundays yeah. is the fun time, and I'm not here to promote and talk about us a lot, but this is the real life portion of of down to the nub and and what we do and getting to know getting to know Brandon and I on a more personal level. And we hope that we're able to do that with all of you. And leave us some comments here in the YouTube of, you know, what has life been like for you? Are there stra- are there, are there challenges? That's like a struggle in a challenge. Another new word. And in my videos lately, I've been coming up with new words, evidently, because I've got spicery for spicy cigars. I now I like have, and I now have chocolateness because that came out in a recent review. But yes, I'm going challenges. They are I like that struggle and challenges. There you go. You're welcome. That is the one golden nugget that came out of my brain for probably the week. Yeah, yeah, or the year maybe, but uh, challenges. I like that, dude. Struggle challenges. Yep. Well, there you go. You've got a new word. I'm done. There you go. So we haven't <laughs> talked about what we're smoking at all, even though we're getting most of the way down through it. I, uh, we had uh, getting close. Uh, we had Kevin Schweitzer on a few weeks ago, and he's just a great guy. And just a good guy in the industry with a very diverse background before he came into cigars. And I am smoking the Rockefeller uh, Maduro. And nice. I'm, I'm really enjoying 
the flavors that are in it and everything. And I won't go reviewer on you. I promise I won't do it, but, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. it. It's smoking well and, and doing well, but what have you been smoking on? I'm puffing on an Espinosa Habano. Oh, that's like a staple in my rotation. Bro, that's the second one tonight. Oh, I don't blame you one bit. And I think, I think I only have one left actually. You know, the other cigar that's in my rotation that I need more, I need to buy more of the, uh, Gran Habano Black Dahlia, the SDK Black Dahlia. Phenomenal, phenomenal cigar. So my first cigar today was the, uh, and I was actually in here, like, I was being pulled 17 different directions. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Drew was here, and he, like, Drew's always so good about this. He comes in and sits down in the studio here, which is also my office, so I was trying to get the work done. And he just sees in my eyes, and I'm like, I'm ready to lose my shit. And <laughs> he just goes... You know what you're missing? I go, what's that, dude? He goes, music. So I put music on, and uh, which you know, always helps. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot. Of, I listen to a lot of like uh, Dirty Heads and uh, Slightly Stupid and stuff like that because it's just uh, it's like that perfect that perfect tone to like keep the energy but like calm you down. Yep. And uh, and then he throws a, a, a Grand Habano blue and green on my desk, and he's like, Ooh. and a cigar. There you go. There you go. That dude, I'm telling you, man, talking about like a guy that just is loving and caring. Like, he's like, bro, you need music and a cigar. And dude, I freaking it took like another hour, and I finally lit the cigar. But I had the music playing, dude. My brother was here with me, uh, who he was on my team as well. So we got to talk some business stuff, and we laughed and all this stuff, dude. And it's like, and then I light that cigar, and it was like <sighs> blue and green. I'm telling that, you, that thing is so freaking good. That is good. That is a great morning cup of coffee cigar yeah. or any time of the day, really. But for me, it's a cup of coffee in the morning with it or in the evening after a day. You just want to sit back and not have something too strong. Blue End green. of the day. It is, yeah. it is a fantastic cigar. And yeah, there, there are many cigars I need to actually get more of, like the Espinosa Habano, like the Black Dahlia, like the Blue and Green. I need to get some more Casa Cuevas. I need to get some more. I, I need to go. It, it's it's crazy because I've been able to acquire a decent amount of cigars. And my humidor humidor went from one desktop to holds 100. And they say it holds 100, but it only holds 100 if you're putting, <laughs> like, you know, petite Coronas in it. Um, yeah. Two, I've got that one plus like three others and a travel herf and different things. Like, I was like, I just need to break down and buy myself one of those Cooladors and call it a day yes. that holds like 350. And I've been saying yep. it for a long time. I just, I just need to do it. I just haven't done it yet. So when the studio is built and all of that, then maybe I'll, I'll treat myself and, and get one of those as a, uh, Hey, I've got my new studio set up. Why not, man? Yep. Why not? And, you know, the great thing, too, is, like, we've got a really cool brother between us, man, that we absolutely love and adore that carries a lot. It's just phenomenal cigars. Yes. Uh, recently started up that, you know, we're not sponsored. We none of, no. But I, I just love this guy. I want to see him succeed. Yep. Uh, little Guy Cigar Shop gave us a code CM10 where you get, mm-hmm. I think it's like 12% off. So it's, but CM10 is like my universal code for Cigar King and everywhere else. So, mm-hmm. uh uh, but he's got some great cigars, man, and just a cool dude to help fill that humidor. So when you get it, we know where they're coming from. And his short stacks, dude, freaking great. I had the short stack. In fact, when I posted a video a few nights ago of me in the backyard and I had done some of the trenching and hey, this is where the studio is going to be, 
I finished my night that night with the short stack Connecticut and it was great. I enjoyed it. It was delicious. Now I I will say of the three of his house blends, I enjoy the Habano the most. Absolutely love the Habano, which is funny because I used to be a Connecticut person exclusively, but I love Habanos. The Maduro was phenomenal and that Connecticut was just amazing. So yeah, it, it was, it was a great way for me to end the night it calmed me yeah. down. I hosed down, watered the plants, did all those kinds of things. And it was just like, this was a good way to cap off the day. It's a great way just to sit down and take a light breath and just be like, <sighs> it's like mm-hmm. just such a great like, meditation decompression. That's what I love about cigars. Like it's just that time. And I rarely smoke alone. Rarely. Yeah. But I want to just like decompress. Uh, I'll light up a cigar. And a lot of times I'm jumping on a hearth with a bunch of people online uh, and I just will smoke and I usually end up smoking like three cigars because the conversation goes for six hours when I was intending on being there for an hour, you know? Yeah. It's right. Like, it's just, and then you go to bed and it's just like, ah, it's just the perfect way, no matter what you went through, man. Like, and you and I need to do that more often where we just get together here and, and just smoke cigars together and just kind of decompress, man. Cause yep. that's what we need, man. It's just fellowship. There's there's a reason we were created to be in fellowship and in community, whether it's one other person or 10 other people. We were created to be in community with others in fellowship. Yeah. And uh, and it just needs to happen. And yeah. and and I agree. And there I cannot wait until. I get to have the studio and have the the man cave, but have the yeah. studio, the lounge. And when you're in California, have you out? There's some other people here in Southern California. We've had cigar Titans. Um, their cigars are, um, you know, Robert, it, it, people that are in the area here that I'd love to have over. I just can't wait to be able to say, hey, come over to my place. Come hang out on my lounge and let's just do nothing but smoke cigars and hang out and enjoy yeah. each other. Um, yeah. As long as I'm making sure I gave my family more time than I gave cigars. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it right. Because that's, <laughs> that's one thing that, that, uh, needs to take place. And for anybody that's married, has kids, whatever the case may be, as much time as you enjoy cigars. And if you enjoy them with your, your husband or your wife, that's phenomenal. That's great. Having that connection time, make sure smoking cigars isn't taking you away from what's really important in life. Yeah. And, and that, has to be something that is remembered that from time to time I haven't remembered. Yeah. But make sure that as much as you enjoy the fellowship, the community, all those different things, your family needs time first. And I think that has to be remembered because all of us can get into a place where, Oh, well I need this or I, I deserve to have this relaxation time or I need to decompress or I need to unwind. Yes. We all deserve that time as long as we've given the higher priority things in life, their fair share as well. Yeah. And listen, I I think we're kind of coming to the end of the podcast here, but speaking of family, uh, I just want to say, I appreciate every one of you guys for being a part of our family here at down to the nub. Um, I feel extremely blessed to be a part of this family, to be able to just have the opportunity to put this out there and have all of you join our family and be a part just of that um, I know that so many of you join us on Sunday afternoons when we're doing the lives. We get to see all your comments, get to know you better. Uh, we'd love to see your comments here on these videos as we're putting these out. And, um, you know, we just feel just so extremely blessed 
uh, just to have every one of you here. Um, I know, you know, it's funny because I, I hear more and more people um, that I get to talk to and just chat with and they, they listen to this on the way to work. And it's, it's interesting to me and it's fun because so many, you look at the average on the podcasts and YouTube videos and average watch times and, you know, you can get all of the analytics of everything. And it's just amazing because I feel, and we're seeing that people spend more time here and yeah. we're finding that what I'm hearing is that couples are spending time listening to this or there might be somebody that's listening to this and they come home and they, they talk with their wife or their kids and it's, it's doing things for the family. And that's how I know that this is God driven and that this is where it needs to be. So I want to thank every one of you guys for the list, the listeners for being a part of our family, for supporting yes. this, this family and what's happening here and what's going on here. This is not us. I don't want to take credit for this. No. Uh, and Tim and I were very clear about that in the in the beginning that this cannot be about us. No. So we appreciate this for you guys. We appreciate this for God for uh, just being a part of the Down to the Nub family and supporting us. Yes, and we say it every week. <clears throat> but if you're not following us on our socials already, they're there on the screen. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for listening to us talk and exchange conversation and experience real life and we hope that you get something out of it you can follow us at down to the nub facebook instagram and twitter um, if you do want to contribute to the costs of the show and you are able to do that um, we've got our patreon patreon.com slash down to the nub <clears throat> and our patreon members are our supporters not members our patreon supporters uh, are going to start to be uh, involved and included in some special giveaways and things like that coming up, like we did recently with EP Carillo and the pledge and giveaways and things like that. Um, so if you're able to support, I mean, it starts as simple as a few dollars a month. It's like three bucks a month. Um, and whether you're able to or not, doesn't matter. We just appreciate you supporting being a part of the community we belong to. It's not about us. It's about the community. And that's what it's all about in the end. And so we thank you for that. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and allowing us, and, and I want to say it that way intentionally, allowing us to share real life with yep. all of you, whether you get something as its entertainment value or whether you take it and you listen and you go, okay, they're talking real life, and I think this episode was just for me, and I don't think anybody else was supposed to hear it but me. We'll say praise God for that. Um, yeah. But we just want to thank you for uh, joining us on our journey. As I say in my reviews, enjoy your cigar journey, but enjoy your journey of experiencing community. And um, we are honored and humbled to be a part of the community as well. I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. There you go. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode, everybody. Thank you so much. This was episode 40 of Down to the Nub, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.